So I always open it up to ask the question, well, what is a good man to you? And is it finances? Is it faith? Is it, you know, stability? What is that? Is it attractiveness? Hopefully. Thought you were going to go with that other F. Yeah, hey, you know, the good good, right? (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of I'll Have a Double, the podcast, episode 34. Jesse, 34. Give it to me. Come on. Shaquille O'Neal on the Lakers. Oh, Ooh, was, I was a big, I was a big you're fan. Shaq man. A big Shaq Last fan. Last week. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, Brent, thirty-four. Walter Payton. Yeah, sweetness. R.I.P. Wait, I know where you're going. And actually, you, you kind of took mine because I was, I was going to go for okay. Walter Payton. Okay, I, I was making sure you were going to go Herschel Walker. I was thinking about Herschel Walker, but you know, he didn't finish his career with the yeah. Cowboys, so I can't well, really he go. Gave us, he gave us the uh, Cowboys. He gave us three Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. So, Herschel, you're the real MVP. Thank yeah. you. Um, I was a big Charles Barkley fan growing up. I, I, oh, I, that's I, terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible over me. <laughs> Wait. Uh, yeah, I was a big Charles Barkley fan. Was wasn't was Bo Jackson thirty four? Bo Jackson was thirty four. Man, that might man. Bo, you're like, man. I hope that's true, and I want to believe it. I'm gonna believe it. Like (laughs) that's just that dude. Be sure to follow us on I'll Have a Double podcast on Instagram, and I'll Have a Double on Twitter and Facebook, and everywhere you listen to your podcast, we are there. And I'm gonna say this every week because I still haven't seen no more damn comments on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please. Um, subscribe, uh, give us some stars, give Brent some stars, give Jesse some stars, and, and then comment. You know, tell yeah, us how I, much you love Jesse laughing in the background. Yeah, I like a star. <laughs> no, he's, trying to, he's trying to hold it in now. <laughs> what? Well, oh, yeah. All what right, compliment, man? People talk about, man, Jesse in the background have me rolling. I'm trying to hold off on it's it. It's funny, though. though. That, that's, that's, so you can kind of tell how much I've had to drink by how much I laugh because uh, as the episode goes on and on, it gets a little bit louder and a little bit more. But yeah. So we're going to get Jesse super drunk tonight trying, so he can I'm laugh. To stop. I'm trying to like, let no, y'all listen, do your thing. It's like you, you're. You're you're like Jerry West, you're like the laugh, like you're like the, the NBA logo, Damn. like that's the emblem. Your your laugh is. I'm the emblem of the podcast with the Damn. laugh. Okay, you know our demo has gotten younger to like 23 to 27. You can't pull out Jerry West. Jerry West. <laughs> no, oh, sorry. Um, so Jesse's like the Kylie Jenner. Um, his makeup is the laugh. <laughs> He pulled that one out of his ass. <laughs> I, I just like Kylie, trying to be cool. Dude, trying to be I, cool. I, I have the youngest and richest one of all of us. That's the only reason I pulled that out is because I saw the other day, uh, the other day on Instagram, uh, the thing that that showed all their like net worth that above worth, their yeah, head, yeah. and it said like I the, the caption was like I would love to be the poorest eighteen million, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, I know, right? and she was at nine hundred. And I was like, holy shit, her makeup and how old is, is she again? Yeah. She's, I don't know, she's 23 through yeah. 27. So, she's in that demographic. Well, no, she's like 21 or something. Yeah, 21? Like, mm-hmm. 21. Yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's still a kid. What was her threshold, 25? I, I would take that down <laughs> for her. For her. I mean, she's, I mean, I'm sure she doesn't act like your average 20, young 20 something. I'm sure she acts like, a, like we're talking about the childhood stars. I mean, oh, she, she acts actually, exactly like a, but with like $28 million. Well, her first question is, how's your portfolio? You're like, ah. <laughs> Not that good. Yeah. She's where's your <laughs> where's, where's your investments with this uh, coronavirus? Are you pulling out? <laughs> I'm like, well, I do pull out. Oh, coronavirus! You guys got your mask yet? No, man. No. Okay. Thank you. I do anything. No. I'm of the thought that, mm. like, I'm just gonna live my life. Like, I've got a lot of travel coming up. In fact, I got to mm. go to the Bay Area, Denver, New Orleans, all this stuff. 
And I don't, I'm just going to go. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it gets me, I was meant to be God. Okay. That's good you know? Yeah. That's because, I like, I, I'm never going to wear a mask. I'm not going to, like, oh, change anything because I, I've cool. gone through life thus far without, I, I never really get the flu. Yeah. I mean, none of that because I just don't think, I'm not the person that thinks of the worst. I think, like, viruses you can't, don't like him. That's what he's saying. I will say this you work out a lot, <laughs> I work out a lot. People who are more active, they sweat out a lot. They don't get sick. I feel like I don't get sick as much yeah. because I do that. Now, I mean, if somebody has it and just coughs yeah. on my face, in your eyeballs, I still won't get it, and I'll prove to them I'm invincible. So, <laughs> try it. We're all gonna Let's die try this. Of the coronavirus. <laughs> I had I had a question. They're gonna play back this. You know, I, I had a question for you guys. And I thought that was of the last time we heard from Brent Craver. <laughs> I had a question for you. Cough into the middle. <laughs> What everyone in this room to cough in my mouth? <laughs> so here's my question. Okay. So and and think about this from a non-married standpoint. All right. If you met a girl, and you're say in that early stage where just like you know everything's great, but you're not in that stage of like the truly caring and love. Fa- it's the yeah, er- yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, early stage. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's say two two weeks to like two months, whatever that yeah, is. So not, yeah. And she gets the coronavirus. Okay. Oh. It got dark. <laughs> well, I'm just asking. Do you do you like start sliding away, or do you stay? Because you know, what do you do? I'm telling her to go get that shit taken care of. Right, but get what? It, you know, me. she's quarantined for a couple of weeks. She's like, you know, Jesse. I will say this. So, like, I'm single, right? So I started kind of talking to this chick, and now I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I like you that much. Like, I. I it, I don't think it's so. If she got the coronavirus. That'd be your excuse. Like, listen, yeah. well, I just can't be getting sick. It's, it's, the flooring industry is huge right now. I think I'm gonna preemptively end it and say, oh, you know, the coronavirus is going around. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, I'm gonna stay in the house. Good exit route. Good exit Maybe I'm gonna stay in the house by that. myself because <laughs> uh, that the whole coronavirus thing. Yeah. I can't be fucking with that. <laughs> that should be a good measuring tool of uh, should you take uh, a relationship seriously or not, or a woman seriously or not? Because after you date her, you're like. If she got the coronavirus, would I still hang around? Yeah. Answer that question. And then if the answer's no, then you know that uh, it's not It's kind of like the age-old, like, jerk off. And if you still want to go hang out with her, that means you actually like her. <laughs> Same thing, I guess. The age-old. <laughs> the age-old. <laughs> the age-old. You know, the age, right? That was handed down from my grandfather's <laughs> grandfather. Um, Your grandmother started that? Yeah. His name was Jack. Uh. <laughs> R.I.P. Jack. Yeah, he's off. Wow. Yeah. All right. He is out of there. Mm. Well, speaking of jacking, man, I I was about to go into our guest and boy, <laughs> that is to, that you, is your segue. You, you, <laughs> <for our> <laughs> well, this, <laughs> speaking of jacking off, <laughs> this is where you can give him a firm handshake. Well, how about this? Let's do this. What are we drinking right now? What, what we got going on here? So we have uh, some Herradura on uh, Yeho Tequila for oh, yeah. for Yesi. Mm-hmm. We have some. Uh, so I've heard this pronounced a few different ways. Uh, one person has called it Del Malhe, and then the other one, this late, this girl was like, "You mean Del Maggie?" No, that's definitely not. <laughs> I was it. like, "Wait, <laughs> no, I'm not she that. was so white." So I was like, "Wow, <laughs> she doesn't know." And that's Mezcal, and then we have this. Uh, I think that's Belfour over here, yes, Belfour. Uh, which oh, is some good. some nice whiskey. Uh, for our guest, we just, you know, we usually come with a couple of different options. Yeah. And I uh, would say go out and get any one of these and it will do the job, whatever yeah. that job needs to be. 
Well, you know, our job on this show is about improving ourselves, and it's about being better. You know, and nothing just, says, let me improve myself like a nice glass of alcohol. It opens it, 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 opens it up the conversation. It really it does. Loos, it, it loosens does. us up a little bit, and, and it gets us in a, in a vibe that we can kind of go ahead and, like, let our, let, let our guard down a little bit and, and, and have some conversation. And, Absolutely. And, you know, I, I almost I'm, feel like we should go to, like, California, and then maybe do a different episode where we're oh doing a different up a doing different, a different kind of doing a different yeah. yeah I know what he's saying. You talking about coke? <laughs> Why do that we would, always get the- <laughs> <laughs> that's always you breaking it up. <laughs> that would be a super. Fa- that'd be I, a super I, I, fast. I've never done it before. No, we already it's talk California, over each other. Can yeah. you imagine if we were on coke? Oh my god! <laughs> what? No, what? What? I didn't say that. You didn't say that. I didn't say that. Where's our guest? Who's our guest? We get a guest. We get a guest. Who's got a guest? This is the worst intro ever. We're gonna have to no, um, I don't think so. I keep trying to get into it, and, and we start talking about coke and jerking off. So you brought it up. <laughs> Juan, I have a question for you. Okay, I have an answer. Who is our guest this evening? I'm glad you asked, man. There's the laugh. That was a good intro. All right. Like I said, we, we're trying to be better, and everyone, everyone that we bring on the show, like we feel like they're adding something to us. You know, the wise man once said, you know, don't ever be the smartest person in the room. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I don't have to ever worry about that. But you guys are way smarter than me. So we brought in someone that I think that can talk about some things that men are going through, that people are going through that I think we need to hear about. So join us right now is life coach, Dr. Brian McElderry. What's going on? What's going on, guys? (laughs) Man, you're the first doctor on the show. Oh, man. That's an honor, man. How'd you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> just fell into it, man. The letters just fell on my name. Oh man! <laughs> I've been I've been trying to get a dr in front of my name. <laughs> I get disaster recovery. So 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 Brian, um, you know, I guess the first question is, how did you end up getting into the world of being a life coach? Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for having me on, man. Oh, the pants is awesome. You know what I mean? Um, so. I am a pharmacist by trade um, from Birmingham, Alabama, born and raised, and. I went the traditional route of success. Okay. Uh, if anyone's listening right now, you just follow the rules and fall in line and follow the blueprint. And I did everything that I was supposed to do to be successful mm-hmm. in, in society's eyes. Right. And from that point, I said, OK, well, I haven't yet hit any failures in my life. Okay. So for me, it always was a rise up and I got my doctorate and was in a nine year relationship. And we can get into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but. I fell into some failures in life, and that's when I needed to shift in my my realm of serving and helping people. Okay. Number one, grandmother passed away two days before pharmacy school graduation. Um, number two, uh, relationship kind of hit some some pitfalls. And number three, uh, I just didn't believe in the way we were doing health anymore. Um, health encompasses all forms, right? Mental yeah. and physical. Yeah. So if we're only targeting one route and we're putting a bandaid on problems, mm-hmm. i.e. for me, I was a drug expert and everyone says, well, all you do is behind the counter and you just serve people pills, right? And I'm like, no, nah, we know it's just as much as a medical doctor. That's why we had the doctor, right? <laughs> so that's kind of how I ended up where I am now. Uh, we can get into more detail, but that's kind of the short end of the stick of how we got into that. What um, yeah. <clears throat> what practice were or what were you practicing, I guess, as yeah. a doctor? What yeah, were you doctor into? of pharmacy. So I was in the community setting. So you go to a CVS, yep. Target. So um, I have a question anything. for you yep. on that. So... 
Whenever I go to a CVS mm-hmm. and I give them my prescription, they say it'll be ready in an hour. <laughs> and, I know where it's going. And then I go and I see them just taking pills out of one bottle, putting it into another. I'm just thinking, slowly. how the fuck does that take an hour? Yeah. Just pour them in and just hand it to me. You see how slow they <laughs> Now, if you're back there making it, that's impressive. And yeah. I'll be like, yo, no beef. But... An hour, and then I get there, and they're like, oh, it's still getting ready. And I'm like, I'm watching the guy just put these pills yeah. here. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. just tell me you got a, you got 13 other in front of me that you got to transfer pills from one model to the other. Yeah. Is that what happens? Uh, somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> okay. There's some lying going on there, depending on the uh, authenticity of the pharmacist, right? Okay. Um, but I would say that the biggest thing is we have the most important last line mm-hmm. um, to me in, in the healthcare professional realm. Um, other than critical care in the hospital, right? Because you go to your physician's office, they give you the script, you go to the pharmacy, and we're the last line yeah. before you inject it into your mouth. Yeah, you know. So we have to go through every medication that you're on. We have to identify this medical professional doesn't know all the medications. So they might prescribe you something. We're like, no, this actually interacts with this. So the final verification point where the tech fills it and does everything they need to do. And then we look at it and it's like, wait a minute, let me go through everything I learned in pharmacy school and then sell it to you. Right. So there's a whole process that, you know, it's a lot of stress on some of these pharmacists, which is another pinpoint of why I had to part ways. Yeah. Cause I feel like, <clears throat> I mean, it's a business, right? Yeah, Such exactly. as everything. At that level. Yeah. And, and, and you know, to go in, you know, and maybe you have a doctor who's going to, who's going to be like, no, you don't need this. You know, you just need this. Mm-hmm. But is there pressure from from whoever they're buying, you know, drugs from to sell a certain amount to where someone's like, man, I've been filling away. They're like, oh, perfect. This is a perfect way yeah. I can slide this product in over here yeah. and go, you know, keep that running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're in sales, right? I yep, mean, 100%. So pharmaceutical sales reps used to come all the time. You know, that the big pharma is a billion dollar industry. Yeah. So you have a sales rep that comes to the physician, but also comes to the pharmacist and gives you incentives to, to push, a, a to certain, push yours yeah. mm-hmm. because we can have authorization to call a physician and say, hey, this will save the patient a little bit of money. It will do this. So you become almost a salesman in a sense, yeah. right? So there's all those different things that are going on. But yeah, it's, it's a business for sure. So I have a, my last question. <clears throat> I'm super, <laughs> I'm just like, because I, I look at everything from a sales perspective, mm-hmm. On any business, because, you know, whether you want to believe it or not, I mean, sales is what pushes the product, which is what gets on the on on the shelf, which is what gets the consumer to buy it or whatever the case is. So when, you know, they're asking um, generic or non, Mm. is there is there really a difference between the generic and and non-generic question? Yeah. So it depends on what it is. So, for example, if you're on a thyroid medication, that's the biggest example I could say. There's a medication called Synthroid, and there's a medication called Levothyroxine. So there is a generic and a brand form name of that. Now, most of them, for chronic disease states like hypertension, diabetes, things of that sort, you can go brand generic. But they act differently in the body when you consume them. So that is a prime example that people's hormones, especially women, um, if you're listening right now, that is something to pay attention to that not every thyroid medication, because hormone levels can fluctuate depending on your food intake, everything that you got going on, your stress levels, right? So yes, um, I would always recommend people to go towards generic if it saves them some money, right? But be careful with that. Um, you know, it might 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like like Adderall. I mean, that's, that's a big one. Yes. That's the biggest. The that's the biggest. Generic right? is called amphetamine salts, right? Is that? Yeah. Yes. And then the brand name. Okay. The brand. <laughs> yeah. No, I. So I am. I'm He's prescribed. A DJ. He knows all about Adderall. I see. <laughs> no, I, what's so going on here? I'm prescribed it, and yeah, yeah. Uh, the <clears> last. So the last one I got, and I normally get this one. You know, whatever this one generic pill is, and then the last one they sent it to a different pharmacy, and I got this other one, and mm. it was super cheap, and. I've I could tell how cheap it was because it was I I felt it was Completely. it made me I felt crazy mm. like super like irritable mm. and like yeah. this isn't really working and uh, then I was starting to think should I just get brand name like is mm. that going to change anything but I just was wondering what what is the difference yeah uh, and I'm sure it's similar similar styles of birth control and just mm-hmm. all that stuff there's there's got to be different levels of all of it exactly um, has anyone ever tried to sue you. Sue me. Well, I mean, sue, in, the, sue like pharmaceutical. Like, have you ever dealt with? I haven't like, personally experienced yeah. it, but I have colleagues that have been in the pharmacy when we've had the DEA come in, um, you know, because they do random checks, mm-hmm. of course, in the community setting. Uh, I've never been sued personally, yeah. but I definitely know some people that have been under checks the fire. For what? what are they checking for? So any indiscrepancies. So, for instance, if a pharmacist is doing something along the lines of uh, taking medications, um, you know, if they aren't doing certain things with certain scripts. They aren't signing off correctly, things like that. Looking at the orders of the prescriptions that are logged correctly. Are they documenting certain things, right? So there's a lot of risks, especially in the community setting versus the hospital where you kind of have a lot of people. I mean, you go into a pharmacy, some of them, and there's only one person there. Just think about how much pressure that is on that one person, right? I know which one the DA does not go visit the CVS because there's a there's a, there's a drug deal going on one block over on, yeah, like, every yeah. five minutes. So I know the DA doesn't go to that CVS. <laughs> <laughs> which one? I'm not, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I, he does this every time. He he gives us. Uh, I can't like, give you everything. Give, I still gotta go back into the streets when this is over, man. Okay. I can't go back to the streets, man. CVS is gonna be like traitor. <laughs> no, it's the people around CVS that see me pull up. That's, if that's they listen to this podcast. Hey, you never know, man. Are you, you talking never, about the TVS over by Trinity Grove? I am oh, not. I am not. That is, that is what he's talking about. I've been to that one. That's going to... That oh, this is going to be edited out. I ain't <laughs> worried about none of this shit. That's, that's the new... The drug dealers rolling around listening to a podcast. Hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> they're they're in bed and then there's a drug dealer. <laughs> drug the dealer. That's always how it works. <clears throat> I'll get it. I knew she was going to call it in a Anyway. Um, so let's talk about the life coach. Mm. Let's talk about because I'm sure people are listening going, so how did he end up going that route? So are we going to start with the story that I told yeah. you to don't tell me until the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's the biggest question I get all the time is like, this doesn't correlate. Like, how do you go from medicine to teaching people about relationships and stress and anxiety and, you know, purpose and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so I told you the pinpoint where I had the issue and the failure was right when I graduated pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. Parents started getting unhealthy. Uh, grandmother passed away from mismanagement of medications and, mm-hmm. you know, just a lot of stress on our family. And I saw how that deteriorated our family. So I just start, I started in health coaching. So that's an easy transition for people to kind of correlate. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Now everyone is hyped around holistic health, right? Mm-hmm. And alternative routes of, of healing. So I started with that, functional nutrition, uh, teaching people about how nutrition can actually heal the body and chronic disease. And then from there, I realized most of my clients were like, Brian, I can't stick on this meal plan. Like, I need more flexible options. So we started with that. And after that, they said, well, I, I don't know what's going on. It's not working. And I said, wait a minute. 
what's going on at home? I start asking different questions, right? What's going on at work? Mm. What's going on in your personal life? And they started telling me these stories and it got really, really deep. And I said, that's the deep rooted cause of where all this stuff is coming from, why your body is holding on to fat and, uh, you know, water weight and all that stuff. So I began shifting my focus around personal development, right? Because that's the root cause of why everyone is overwhelmed, stressed, mm. is because the management of their life is off. So being around the yeah. wrong woman can like uh, keep weight on you? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's you, motherfucker. It's you. You doing it. Yeah, yeah. I would be sexier if I was with you. I mean, yeah. look at Jesse and I. We're single, you know. Yeah. Look at our bodies. You can't see them as the, as the, the listener, but just know that they're flawless. <laughs> I've never had any complaints. <laughs> Boom. Mm. Just kidding. Oh, uh, no, I'm not kidding. So, but yeah, the story. <laughs> yeah. The story that... that yeah. The story, the big story. Everyone's like, "This isn't big enough, right?" Yeah. Um, I was in a nine-year relationship from freshman year in college into grad school, and I ended up proposing here in Dallas. I wasn't supposed to be in Dallas. I came down here for her, and came home one night, and all her stuff was gone. And most people listening might be like, "Well, what did he do?" You know what I mean? Like, what 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 happened? Like, there's got to be something. And you know, there to me at that point. I was coming home with dinner. Like there was no communication. There was no signs in my opinion. It was just kind of like, I didn't fit within our plan anymore. So that was the moment for most guys maybe, or even women that are listening are like, how do you even deal with that? Cause this was in 2018 fall. So this wasn't even oh, it's recent. like this is, this just is a year ago. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, this is- and people look at my 2019 and my business and how I'm carrying myself. And they're like, did you mask it or did right. you handle it? And that's when the life coaching piece came in is how do you handle like tough situations, storms when they come in your life and still move forward and excel and use that as fuel. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So did she say yes to the proposal? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you guys were engaged. (laughs) We're engaged for about five months, five months. Yeah. And then right over there at the Omni, man. So every time I go past that, you're like, Hey, I'm sorry. Don't, don't look at it. (laughs) We can put the blind down right there. Just one blind. Um, so, Mm -hmm. Going, I guess, I'm sure you did a lot of, I mean, when it happened, you probably mm-hmm. are going through every single thing with a, yeah. a, a you know, a fine tooth comb and like, mm-hmm. what, what were the signs? What were mm-hmm. the, what, what added up? Did you find anything? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. So I sat in my place. Most people would have run, right? I sat in my place. I didn't go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving and I just That's sat there. Big. Wow. Right. And most people would be like, oh, let me be around friends. Let me yeah. be around family. Let me escape. Yeah, that's what I need. Right? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to sit in this mess. And I'm going to find out. The first thing I did, I asked myself, what, Brian, could you improve? Yeah. Or could have improved, right? Yep. Other than saying, oh, man, she, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know? So I, I found that I wasn't a great communicator. I would always, as a man, right, we're, we're told to protect and provide. Right. Right. So I was protecting and I was providing and I was loving, but that wasn't enough depending on, you know, who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And that comes with learning your partner's love language, learning, you know, who they are truly and how they vibrate with you. So that's what I learned is how to communicate better. So now I only send voice messages. I only, you know, I love talking on podcasts. I get on video. I'd say, hey, can we jump on a phone call? It's because it makes me a better communicator. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I think communication is always 
that that thing that starts those fights and arguments. Mm-hmm. Even if we you think it's something about something else, but at the end of the day, it's about communication. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know Brent and Jesse are single men, but they've been in relationships before. Yeah. And, and I think we all can attest to those times where you know what, if we had just communicated a little differently mm-hmm. or better, we we might not have been apart. You know. But it's yeah. like that once you start that communication. But as guys. We look at communication, I think, differently than a lot of women. Yeah. We're like, we are communicating. Mm-hmm. I'm communicating every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. But we're yeah. not saying it the way that they want to receive it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. And that's the last relationship that I had was the same thing. Communication. I, I, it almost I, always is. I, I think like. I think that, it, it, and that's not just relationships. That's every Everything. every part of life. Communication oh, yeah. with, with work, communication with mm-hmm. friends, communication with family, especially in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Communication is everything. Expect setting proper yeah. expectations, knowing what this person is expecting from you, wants from you, needs from you, and then vice versa. Yeah. Um, and then also, you said the love languages. Um, there was another thing. Uh, a good friend of mine, his wife, actually told me about this the other day, and I just did it. I, I was look. That's what I was looking for on my phone. It's this. Um, I can't think of the name. It's this personality test, mm. and she told me it'd be good, you know, for my daughter, and then also for me too, yeah. right? And it and it goes through and it gives you like the, these nine types of personalities right and then you go and then it really dives into kind of everything so you can really understand this is how i respond to this this is how i I think things like that would be big in a relationship like you you, let's take this test i know it's cheesy as hell Mm -hmm. whatever but but now we know now i know kind of like how you handle even though it's not 100 percent accurate right yeah but it's as accurate as you know yourself to answer that question Mm mm-hmm and sometimes it might be wrong and maybe you don't know yourself, whatever. Yeah. But that's a huge step in knowing what that person wants and what yeah. their level of communication is. So okay. how, how would you deal with a situation where mm-hmm. the love languages are completely different, you yeah. know? And so this person over here is, his love language is about, you know, action and it's about doing. And, and then this person over here is about words of affirmation <laughs> and this and that. And so they're both clashing because they're both saying, we're not getting what we want, uh-huh. but yet they're doing everything else. Yeah. But those things that they really want, they're not getting. And neither one are able to like jump to the other side. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and especially, of course, it always goes back to, you know, a male and female relationship. And in my relationship, you know, we're not always good at saying certain things like mm-hmm. as far as words of affirmation. We're doing everything. Exactly. You know, if there's 50 things on there, we do 49 of them. Mm-hmm. But they're unhappy. You're like, why are you unhappy? I did this. I did this. I did. You know, you named all uh-huh. the stuff, but you didn't tell me I looked nice last night. No. Mm-hmm. Really? That's the one. <laughs> so the whole night's ruined yeah. because of the one thing I didn't do. And so instead of me going, oh, you know what? You're right. I'm like, I did 49 <laughs> out of 50. I would be in the Hall of Fame in yeah. every sport if I was 49 out of 50. You uh-huh. know? <laughs> but not in relationships, you're not. No, (laughs) no, I think that's That's a good point. I think that's a great point. And kind of a pinpoint of my story, I had to do um, something very drastic. Mm -hmm. So for men, we can resonate with this. I was single. I was free. Right. I said, I'm going to do something completely drastic. I went a year celibate. And most dudes might be like, now it's been broken since then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like looking at you in my mouth. I'm going. Yeah. But again, you have to do the drasticness to understand more about yourself. So to answer your question, when people respond now, it's never about you. It's about them. So as long as you know that you did everything you could in your power, then she responding in that way saying, you didn't tell me I look nice. It's like, okay, let me just pause. 
what is she thinking? What is her perspective? Why is she saying that? It's not on you because you did everything you could. You can't think about the 50 things and say, well, what if I miss this one? Yeah. Right. So it, it lowers your stress level, but it also opens communication up because most men would draw out in rage or run mm-hmm. right to say man forget this I like i can't i can't, can't, I can't please I can't you right no, i can't win, win. Yeah. yeah you know but if you're communicative you would pause and you would say hey you know did you i'm sorry i didn't do that but did you realize all the other things that i did well and yeah. she's like well yeah okay and just like yeah. let let the pause like yeah. speak for itself right yeah. so i feel like i am Learning so much right now. <laughs> I know Jesse's always quiet. He's like writing stuff down over like, here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's why we got him on the show, man. So, <clears throat> would that be the other c word, compromise? Yeah. Right. Well, you were saying. <laughs> Don't put it in. Me. No, no, no. I wasn't saying word. anything. No, you were saying that that, that sometimes uh, <gasps> like somebody wants this and someone yeah. wants that. They they uh, know what the so two two people get in a relationship. One goes, "Hey, my number one is physical touch," and the right. other one goes, "My mm-hmm. number one is uh, quality time." Yeah. Yes. And then the person that wants physical touch, well, they're always traveling, no quality time, and the and and then the other person's not touching them, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they know that, and then so the ones that succeed will compromise right mm-hmm. and the ones that don't won't or one person doesn't yeah someone yeah. i feel like someone is always willing to compromise yeah does it take both to compromise or if it's just one compromise and they end up winning you know what i mean like nah it takes I, a little bit of both man yeah you gotta you gotta go both because like if one doesn't compromise the they're compromised you know what i mean that, that everything's compromised in the oh, where's the laugh now jesse that was not <sighs> He's over here trying to like spit knowledge. You're trying to one up him right no, now. No, no, I'm not. That's what I'm you're trying to do. Hey, you're trying to one up the doctor. Teach me something, man. <laughs> I'm not. Teach me. I'm just over here. Just I'm just speaking from uh, just my own thoughts. Yes, uh-huh. I love it. I'm not a doctor. No, I, I'm just curious though because this is this literally is uh, such a fascinating conversation because. Everybody goes through it. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. goes through a Every relationship. Race, color, everyone, yeah. sexuality, yeah. and and everybody. if they're and if they're not in a relationship, they're usually either healing from one or seeking one, right? Mm-hmm. And and these are the things that are keeping them from having a, a good yeah, one. yeah. No, I, I I definitely agree. I think the biggest thing nowadays is people are trying to remove their goals and their purpose away from you know, their personal life and trying to develop a family and love and trying to balance the two, right? Because now more than ever, there are a lot of men that are feeling less than because the woman is able to be on the same level or above them, right? So where does the man's purpose come in into a relationship anymore? And that's where I feel like a lot of men come out with aggression or they, you know, back off or they're saying, well, what's the point anymore? And they start going out and doing things that gets women's attention. Right. So either they go out and cheat or they go out and do something they're not supposed to do. And that devalues them, but it also gains attention. So that mm-hmm. self gratification, I say this self gratification when it's greater than intimacy is that's when it equals cheating, which means that hmm. your self gratification, the thing that you believe, if that's not agreeable, you don't agree that you can, you know, have something worth yourself. You try to gain that by doing something to gain attention. Hmm. So that's one of my, my big things now is like, well, are you trying to gain attention in what form? Because you are lacking. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Do you ever that's find when you're doing this, um, and you're talking to either a man or a woman, yeah. 
and you know maybe it's a, a short term relationship, long term, whatever the case is, and there's just no compromise, right? Or or, or some they're not getting what they want mm-hmm. or need or all that. Obviously, you're you probably coach them to on how to work on it. Do you ever come to a point where you, either in your mind or you verbally tell them like this just isn't going to work? Like you got to like this you got to. this just won't work. Yeah, that's another thing of compromise is some people are afraid to leave a situation that's not serving them anymore in my personal opinion you know so when i coach clients from the business sector to life coaching whether that be stress for you know personal development or relationships you know i'll coach someone on business because they're trying to be a coach right and then i'm wondering why they're not doing the things that they're doing and they're like well i'm trying to go on dates and i've got my marriage is stressing me out so then where's the support system of the people in your life. So it goes to say, well, who are the five people that you surround yourself with? If that love of your life is not one of those in some form or fashion, of course you got your boys, right? Mm -hmm. But like if that significant other isn't there for you, then that's another stressor, right? So how do you gain that um, support? And sometimes it's got to be like, again, communicative to say, well, what's going to be the end all be all? Mm -hmm. Are we going to move forward and handle these situations right then and there? Or are we going to, part ways. And if we part ways, we're still going to love and support each other, right? I don't have any resentment around my ex-fiance. Yeah. You know, hopefully she's doing well. Yeah. Because if I'm worried about that, then that's taken away from my purpose and yeah. my goal. So, and then yeah. and you you know, you're probably still hanging on. Yeah, I, yeah. <clears throat> I just, you know, I, I that's the I think that's the other side. The hard side is uh is walking away, right? You know, mm. people but I think there's I think there's something to be said to try to work on it, right? Oh, for sure. That's the main goal. So, and, and anything, whether it's family work, is to work on it rather than because a lot of times what we do is we just we 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 run, we just leave. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is hard. Like, this isn't working. I'm out. Rather yep. than than working. But then the flip side is when you've worked and it's not just not going to work, but you're too prideful to quit mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. Yeah. You know, I mean, when's that time where you say like, yo, like, you know, just it's It's done. It's done. Punt. Mm. (laughs) I think to the point where the other person, in my personal opinion, isn't willing to compromise. So if y'all come down to a decision and they're not willing to budge and you give it some time. So sometimes you put mile markers on it. Right. Mm -hmm. To say, well, okay, I'm going to give us a month. Right. I'm going to give us two months, you know, a year even. Before Black Friday. Before Black Friday. Yeah. You know, <laughs> then we're going to we're going to work this thing out. If not, then unfortunately, I'm going to have to part ways and you have to make that decision yeah. for yourself. Right. You can't let them make it or you. I, I don't I don't even think it's them, man. I no. think the biggest reason why people don't don't break up, either break up or divorce or whatever the yeah. case is, is not the other. Like if it was just them leaving. And no one had to like no, right, and right. Then it, yeah. it's social media, it's family, oh, yeah, it's everybody. That's oh, in, all sure. the things that are involved in Still that. Paying off the wedding, right? Whatever, yeah. the, whatever the case is, like yeah. all that's involved is what what just literally like it's like oh, I'm not gonna leave. Yeah. So, so the other people around you, Go ahead. yeah. Um, you you said before we started the podcast, you said that a lot of your clients are women. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the you know issues that they that they come with? I mean, is it mm-hmm. more about What's wrong with me? Or they're trying to get into the mind of the man saying, what's wrong with you, motherfucker? Yeah, it's, it's the latter, man, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of women that come and they're like, you know, I'm trying to improve my life. But what's wrong with these men out here mm-hmm. Whether they're in a relationship or they're not? OK, 
And unfortunately, I take on a lot of baggage and that means I have to grow personally more and more so I'm not letting that consume my life. Mm -hmm. But I say that to say that women out here are wondering where the good men are. I mean, you hear it sometimes, right? You'll be out and they're like, man, there's no good men anywhere. And I'm like, well, there are, but who are you willing to work with to support the man that you think you love or say you love? But also, are you positioning yourself in the right places Mm-hmm. So you can attract. And the what man. does that mean to you? What's a good man? Exactly. Yeah. Defining how much, that. How, much is, how many zeros qualify yeah. as a good man? Exactly. Yeah. Well, are the, what are the, I guess, are there characteristics that you tell them to look for? Or, mm-hmm. I mean, can you even give them that? Mm. I can't really give them that, but I do ask them the question what is a good man to you? Yeah. Right? What do you need as support? And some will say, I need stability. And that's okay. That's mm-hmm. understandable because a lot, what I find is everything is deeply rooted from our childhood, right? So yeah. there are a lot of women that grew up around a dad that was either not there mm-hmm. or they grew up with a dad that provided them everything. There was daddy's girl. So they're trying to get that out yeah. of their man. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, the man can never level up. So there's another pressure on them. So I always open it up to ask the question, well, what is a good man to you? And is it finances? Is it faith? Is it, you know, stability? What is that? Is it attractiveness? Hopefully. thought you were going to go with that other F. Yeah, yeah hey, you know, yeah. the good good, right? <laughs> friend. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. Friends. Yes. yes. Friends first. <laughs> Friends first. How do you motivate mm-hmm. your partner uh, mm-hmm. as far as whether it's being... Now, mind you, let me put a disclaimer. This has nothing to do with me. Okay, I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. that are in relationships, so don't start starting rumors. And going, what's wrong with you and Heidi? All right, so stop that shit. Okay. Mm. So, is when, everything okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you always hear that in a lot of relationships, whether it's the man or the woman, they're saying, like, I can't motivate him. Like, I'm trying to get him to, whether it's lose weight or whether mm. it's to eat better or uh, build his career, uh, ask for that raise, or he's trying to get her to build yeah. her business, you know. And it's always the, well, I can't motivate him. Why is it so hard for the significant other, the closest person to you, mm-hmm. why is it so hard for you, for that person to motivate the other one? Yeah. When they can listen to everybody else, they can listen to the homeless guy out, out on the other side of the, of, the, of the apartment building going, you need to do your own shit. You need to get your yeah. own business. You know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and even though I've been saying that for the past three yeah. years, you always trying to push me into doing something. And yeah. then the dude at 7-Eleven go, you need your own business. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. It's like, I was motivated by him more than you. Yeah. The 7 yeah. guy told me to stop everything. And do yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. So why, why is that? I hate the word motivation, man. You know? I, I hate it. Okay. I hate the Whoa, word motivation. Why? Wow. And I say this to say that everyone wants to be motivated nowadays. And a lot of times when they say that word, they're looking outside of themselves. So I say that be inspired and not motivated. Okay, I like that. Right? So deep, if you're man. looking at somebody deep. else, yeah. say, man, like they're doing something that hopefully I can take bits and pieces of, mm-hmm. right? And then be inspired to do more. So to answer your question, when people are trying to be in a relationship or in a relationship and they're trying to motivate their partner, I would say, well, what is their deeper why? Motivation stems from your why. Mm-hmm. So why do you want a business? Mm-hmm. Now, when the partner finds that out, they're able to support them or continuously remind them around that why. Hey, thought you said you were going to do the business because you want to take care of your kids. Right. Thought you said you want to do the business to get us in a better place. And the man, like, like we, we are conception, like we are consumed by something that we care about, right? Whether it be family or whatever, right? So when a partner is trying to motivate, find a deeper why, and then just keep pressing on that. Mm-hmm. But try to find what they need too. 
hey, like, how can I support? How can I help? What do you need? Can I, like I connect you with somebody that could help you? Right? So I don't like push Fo- on them. But I like that. Yeah. Focus on the why. Yeah. Focus on the why. I like that. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> that, I mean, lots of I, I think that's that's the thing in and like in sales or anything. It's like mm. you know the thing that the, the hardest question to ask is why do you want this, mm-hmm. right? Why you know because maybe they don't need it or whatever. But if you ask why, then you'll understand like this person's not going to get. They're not going to buy this because they don't even know the why. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just looking or whatever the case is. Exactly. You got to know why or or you know you got to know what you want and why. Yep. I had I had another question that was yeah. kind of around um, Juan's question is is more around you know I guess growth mm. uh, you know because I've I had this in a relationship before where you know things started taken off for me and I started doing and, and I kind of felt like I just outgrew this person mm. and yeah, I didn't and yeah. it wasn't even to the point where I thought I was better than them because mm-hmm. I was constantly trying to inspire them and 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 I don't want to say no I can't even say motivate I can't even say that word inspire tell I would always you know push push them in in a way of like trying to build them up yeah. right and and I just at some point it was this place where I was at where I I I just it was like I'm here now and I not that they're just down there but they're not on my level and I want someone on my level Mm -hmm. who who would understand this or at least is striving to that and close yeah there's a thing called law of attraction and everyone's familiar with it right you can't tell grown folks what to do yeah they're not people don't listen these days yeah. but they follow based on what they see when they're using their five senses when they see you growing it might take now you're trying to put it on your timeline right so you're saying well i'm moving at x speed why aren't you catching up to me but in reality you know they're their own individual so what i can say is that as you continue to move and show them the way and bring them along hey come to this event with me hey do this do this with me they're going to start naturally attracting to success, right? And growth, you know, if they're going out to the club when you're going out to, you know, a networking event and you bring them to the networking event, then they go home and get inspired. Then the next day they're going to wake up and like, man, you know, I'm not hungover. I'm not doing what I'm not yeah. supposed to do, but I'm actually, I feel better. So now that's another day for them that say, man, something came good out of this day because I didn't do X, mm-hmm. but I got around the people and I was following, right? I wasn't being told what to do, but I was invited. So invite the people along. So you know, going back to your, your female clients, mm-hmm. um, do they ever ask the question, why do men cheat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the time. It goes back to that saying, I mean, self-gratification. So what? I mean, what, I mean as that, far as a man thing, like, yeah. do, do, do men come in and go, why do women cheat? Like, do they ever say that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, yeah. so, I mean, so it, have you seen a correlation between the two? Or do you mm-hmm. think there is a difference between why men cheat and why women cheat? Or do you think it's all kind of falling in the same category? I mean, psychologically, yes, there is a difference mm-hmm. physiologically, too. But I will say that there's a root cause in both of the same mm-hmm. is that that person is not happy with themselves or either trying to get attention. Okay. So, mm. so you don't, right? so it's never so you don't think that they cheat because they're not getting something from that particular person. You think it's something mm-hmm. innate. So you don't think the other person has nothing to do with it? No, really? No. Interesting. Wow. No. Okay. okay. It's it's all about the person and themselves. Yeah. People are selfish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're selfish. So if they're looking at themselves and they're like, I want to do what I want to do, 
innately they're going to think about the other person like hopefully they get hurt or you know i'm not getting what i need from them but ultimately they're coming back to themselves they're selfish mm. well because you're selfish you'd rather do that than communicate mm-hmm. you'd rather do that than try to work things out right so it always comes back to you and most people say well i cheated because i wasn't getting none okay did you ever say anything? But why did you just get out the relationship? Or why did you just get out the relationship, right? So, I mean, I always believe it comes back to the person. Because once you can say that, then you take ownership of your life and you stop blaming other people, <laughs> mm, right? Like that and that's a, a that's a whole, like, flow of life. Yeah. Like, that transitions into career success. You don't take your personal problems into work, into sales. You close more deals, right? Because your energy levels are vibrating at a higher level now. Yeah. yeah. I think... Uh, a lot of things started happening a lot better for me when I started taking, like you said, ownership, mm-hmm. and it, it was on me. Yeah, my last relationship, we broke up. There's a few things I didn't really understand, and then I sat down and looked inward and was like, "Hey, this is all on me." Mm. Uh, things with work, things with EJ, and things like, "Hey, this is all on me." So I need to fix this in me because it's not everyone else. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, and once yeah. I started that things started getting a lot better. Do, do you ever think that if, if those things, if you had saw them before, you would have even been in that relationship? Good question. Uh, you know what? Actually, <laughs> Brett, well, yeah, because you know, because we're like really good friends. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. You probably would have You probably would have been like, yeah. I don't know, nah, man. There's something nah. about it. I just don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that may go back to you knowing more about yourself. So even if you didn't see it then, mm-hmm. you didn't even maybe know that that's something that you were not needing or wanting out of a relationship or either how you were acting before. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm. I, um, yeah, this has been a great episode for me. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> no, but I, I do agree that there are some things that you can't control from the other person. Right. So even if they were doing something wrong to you, mm-hmm. you still put it back on the fact that, Oh, well that's their problem. Yeah, it's not mine that they acted that way. That's obvious. So it always, no matter how you view it, my perception is always either I did something I can improve on, or that person needs to work on themselves more. So there's never any friction between the two. It's always them of how they perceive and treat people. Well, they didn't understand me. Well, wait a minute. Can I flip the script? Did I allow them to understand me better? Did Mm. I communicate that better? So right, it's always back to self to me. Do you still think that? In every relationship, there's a quote unquote leader of the relationship. Mm. <laughs> that that definitely you got some good questions, man. <laughs> um, yeah, the definition of a leader, I, I think, has changed and shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to tell wait, my wait, clients. Is this Donald Trump? Uh, is this Donald Trump? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I was wondering when I was going to hear the Trump. Okay, I haven't even heard the Trump yet. Have you heard okay. the Trump yet? Yeah. Here's a tweet. <laughs> At 2 a.m., right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but the definition of a leader is just dif- defined differently now. So what even defines that? Is it, you know, a title anymore? Or is it, you know, some compromise to where that person is taking, um, I don't even like to use the same word, but ownership in the direction of the mission that you both have? Yeah. Right? So if you sat down and you said, well, this is the direction we want to go, then you know, depending on how you grew up, right? In my family, it was always, hey, the man takes the lead. Right. And in some relationships, the women, the woman, you know, is supposed to listen or respect the man enough to let him lead. Mm-hmm. Right. But nowadays, there's a lot of women, you know, there's a huge women's empowerment movement going on. And I'm glad we're on here as, as men talking about this, that, you know, there's a disparity. 
Yeah. Right. Where the woman is now and so empowered. She's like, I don't need a man. I'm good. The one I have needs to level up. So it's like never good. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I I think there's, again, compromise to saying, well, okay, which direction are we going? What's the mission? Yeah. And how can we define what, you know, who's getting there? How are we both putting things into the pot? Yeah. Right. But yeah, it depends on, I think, you know, where, where you're coming from. Yeah, I just think that, you know, like you said, we're in this generation now where um, I think women are dividing themselves. It's mm. Like there are some that are saying, no, I still want a man to be the man of the house. Yep. You know, I still want him to, you know, kind of be the, the, the head of the household, so to speak. And then the other side of saying, no, we're both the head. You know, mm. we make our decisions equally. It's like, can you really make a decisions equally? You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, is that really a thing? Yeah. I don't know. You know, now uh. a lot of those women are single, but besides <laughs> my point, <laughs> no, I, I, no, uh, all jokes aside, no, I do think that you know they both are, they both have like the right ideas about things, mm-hmm. but I think at some point there kind of has to be agreed some someone that's yeah. kind of like okay, taking the hit. Hey, we're I, going I, I here. Hear what you're saying. And here's what I'm yep. saying. Let's come up with a decision, and then okay, let's let's do this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that we're losing some of that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And I think that's as men too. We're yeah. losing that. Mm-hmm. You know, because it comes back to us and how we see ourselves. So if we're feeling lack, you know, less than because she's making more. I was going to say or, now you're yeah, like, just where you know, the so woman's what, making more money than the guy. Is. What yeah. right do I have to make any decision? Exactly. I'm making just as big as yours. Exactly. So. <laughs> Again, that comes to the respect as a man for the woman to say, okay, does money define our status of leadership or because he's a man, I respect him enough to let him make the decision. And if I disagree, may we have some compromise, but hopefully if their relationship is set up that way, hopefully yeah. he made the right decision for us. Yeah. Right. And, and support him along that decision. Um, I think that's huge because you start having now situations where you have stay at home fathers. Yeah, you know, yes, they they're home. holding the baby. They got the be- the dad thing, the, right? little, yeah, the, little, <laughs> the little little thing that they sit, the baby sits in. You know, one of those or whatever. pass <laughs> <laughs> hard pass. Little cool dad. <laughs> I mean, but no offense to those guys, but I'm saying, but so exactly. you put those guys in that situation, and then you have the 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 woman, the wife, mm-hmm. who's making a hundred some thousand a year, or whatever, yeah. and she's pretty much taking care of everything, but he's taking care of the house. You know, is he still making, is he still the man of the house? Is he still making the decisions? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so at some point you think like it was in a perfect world, <sighs> sure, the man always, but finances do make a, a they you do. Know, pay the, what is that? Pay the, uh, pay the cost to be the boss. Yeah. yeah. You know, the breadwinner. Yeah. The breadwinner tends to kind of, especially if it's a, a substantial amount, you exactly. know, a couple thousand is like whatever, but if you making 40 and yeah. she's making 140. Yeah. She's probably going to be making a lot of the decisions around that house. <laughs> and you, if you want to stay in that house, you're so, probably going to need to yeah. be there. But, but I wonder, though, if, if you know, she's making 140 and she's with a guy making 40, if that's kind of the way she would prefer it because she can now run this house and run this person mm-hmm. and that person allows it. Exactly. And, it, and it, I do think there is some – it's not that uh, – and I guess maybe now we understand this a little bit more, whereas before the man ran the house because he was making the money, right? And mm-hmm. then the woman stayed. And then as it's changed, I do think there is something to be said for whoever's out there. And it's not even about the money. It's about like who's out there grinding and hustling and, and just working their ass off to make that. And then the other person's, you know, got a chill job. And mm-hmm. not, not, I mean, 
you're going to come home and be like, what the fuck have you been doing all day? Like, <laughs> I, you know, no matter if you're a man or a woman, yeah. I feel like. And I just think that the, the psychology behind it is going to be leaning towards the breadwinner is the one calling the shots. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I mean, a different dynamic, sure. too, because... Because a woman can come home and yell at uh, at the man and say, "What the fuck you been doing all day?" But you can't. The other way can't happen. The guy can't come in and, and yell yeah. at the woman. <laughs> and first of all, let's not kid ourselves. Do we know any women that make a hundred and forty that will be uh, bare the guy that's, that's making forty? Yes, I definitely um, do. And, and um, they're you, out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, they're out there. We all far and few. We between. all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, teachers. I mean, if they married a teacher or something, mm-hmm. would they marry a teacher if they make a hundred forty? I don't know, man. I mean, you know, uh, to each his own, man. I don't yeah. understand hey, it either. Maybe I they met. I don't understand it, but maybe I, they met I don't early. Know if it's like a, could um, you, as a man, and, make forty a year and and marry a woman? That's if I was making forty not. a year, uh, if you just make forty a year, I'd yeah. be on suicide watch. <laughs> not just, I'm just saying, if if you were making substantially uh, uh, less. Then you're, then you're, uh, can't do it. could not, you couldn't do it, could not, no? and it's not because I need to be better than, mm-hmm. but like, I, I, I would, if she was making that much more, that would inspire me to try to make close to the same, just, yeah. you know, like that would put, that would be some sort of competitive shit inside, cause I'm competitive. Like, I'm not gonna, we'll I don't, be in two different, mar- I mean, it, it, your ceiling may not be where her ceiling is. Like, if she might be... That's like know, asking me if I would have a different personality, though, because that means that I would be someone who would just be okay to settle and make I this mean, amount like, of money. Let's say right now, now, let's say you're, you know, you're in films, and let's say you met Scarlett Johansson. Let's say, and, and y'all hit it off. She's making way more money than you are. That's like, a good point. You know I would saying? leverage her success for my success, so then at one point I can make more money than her. Hmm. How do you think she would feel about that? If you, if you say that, like I, I'm, I'm gonna put myself in a position where I make more money than you do. Oh, well, I would hope that she would be like, do it, because it. I mean, that's a that's a good dream, and that means that you would be trying to be successful. Mm. I don't know. Mm. No, I think mm. that's good. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's I all defined back. Well, he's trying to be happy? successful and contribute it's, more. Right. Yeah. I mean, the goal is. I mean, uh, and but that, you didn't say make as much. You said make more than you. Well, because the goal is to to make more. That way, you push her. You you push yourself to make that amount. You know. You think that's how she would receive that? I don't. I mean, I would. <laughs> I mean, I don't know Scarlett personally. <laughs> I guess if I go back to what I just said, that would be her dating someone less than, so I, she could keep me at arm's length. I don't know. Hmm. Um. That's a good one. What, what about what about you, Jesse? Could you uh, date a woman that made uh, or marry a woman that dated? No, that made I couldn't. I think there's woman? certain things that um, I don't know. I just would feel like inadequate if that was. I mean, mm. if, if it were like that. Like you're successful in your own right. Okay, so like you're forty thousand. I, 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 I don't think. Okay, yeah. Throw it out the window. Throw it out the window. Okay, because that's in my mind. I was doing. I was doing good math. One forty and forty. Okay, but yeah, just <clears> you're successful what you're doing, and then you meet someone. Who successful what they're doing, but their ceiling as far as money wise is way higher. I know a lot of friends that have said like that's what they want, or I have had some friends that they said that, and I've just never understood that. No, and it's not like a sexism thing or or whatever, but I just feel like I do want to be the man. I, I grew up in a household where my stepfather he provided for everyone, and he is like the dude who took care of everyone. I just want to take care of the woman and the family and be the man. So I, I mean, I, I know. So she just let you pay the bills. Well, she just let you pay the bills then. What? She just let you pay the bills then. Yeah, that's cool. Well, but wait. even though she makes way more, she's like, all right, fine. You want to be the well, man? Then, pay all the bills. 
take us on vacation. Let's go. Well, mm-hmm. I, all right. So I've got uh. a scenario. I, I've got I, after I thought about it. With, so you know, with me doing films and Jesse doing DJing. Yep. So if we were just doing our passion, our mm. dream, Do you right? Get <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Right. I mean, I don't know, Jesse. What do you think? Uh, so, if we're doing that, and so she's making she's making a ton, you know, a yeah. ton while you're going and doing that, and at you know, for a while she'd probably be like, "Well, he's living it, and he's making yeah. some money yeah. doing yeah. it, and you know, the fact that he's going for his dream." Hopefully, she'd be like that to me is appealing. But I think the end goal mm-hmm. with any dream, and especially in an artistic form, is to make it. Because we all see what happens when people make it, the mm-hmm. the money comes, right. right? That's kind of the, and if you're not ever making it, that's where shit hits the fan. And then you're a 50-year-old guy that still hasn't really made see, it acting. I'm struggling yeah. with that because I, I am in the cl- yeah. clubs. I'm a DJ, but I also have the, f- the flooring company. So that's like the breadwinner. Yeah. But that also is affording this album project that I'm working on right now so that affords the videos the production costs the engineers the studio everything so it's like you i feel like sometimes a lot of times you can't have that without the other at least here Mm -hmm. uh up in i have some friends up in la and up in new york and they uh have been on a couch and ate shit for a long time and then they mm-hmm. finally started to get here's a nice um, piece of shit yeah right but they're starting to do some really cool things but they're still not making it. yeah mm. you know it's like you have to really really hit it hit it to really make a living and and that's so few and far in between it's, it's and i feel like a successful woman would be like oh so you're trying to be a dj or an actor what are you doing when you get older yeah, yeah. let me know yeah. when you make it yeah uh, Brian, uh, I'm gonna ask you the same question, man. Uh, could you be with someone that makes substantially amount, uh, substantially more than you do? My initial, because I go with my gut and what pops in my head first. No, only because that's the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. Just like Jesse said, my dad took care of everything. Yeah, but I found that at what point do you still get respect as a man by just simply providing and protecting? So again, it comes back to the foundation with what even defines a man and what does each partner want? Yeah. You know, I think there are some relationships out there right now that if they're listening, they're like, hey, like I make more than my man. Right. But we're happy. It's like, okay, well, in some weird way to them, because we're talking that, hey, we want to be the man. Right. Right. But for them, they're like, hey, I don't like doing home duties. Yeah. He likes doing home duties. Yeah. And. I like going to work every day. He likes being creative. But when they come together, it's just like this partnership and a team, a a team effort. Like I said earlier, to move the mission of their relationship forward so they can, you know, to them, happiness looks like, hey, we're going to raise his family the best. We're going to still provide for the family, whichever, you know, pot it's coming from. But for some reason, again, it comes back to when they come home and they go out, they have fun. Probably he wouldn't even know. Yeah, you know yeah. who's who's the breadwinner. Bread maybe yeah. you know he take care of the dinner. Hey, babe, I'm gonna take you out. You know, maybe you pay the bills. No one's gotta know that, right? Yeah. But I'll take you out. I'll still treat you with what I bring in. And that's crazy. Right? And and I'm and, and you know and I'm hearing this a lot from people around me. I'm listening to other podcasts, and we're at that age where you know that generation. Thank God we're at that place where women are starting to make uh, what they've been deserving to make. Mm-hmm. This, you know, for generations. Um, yeah. And now they're starting to make more money than men. 
And we probably have women screaming at the podcast, whether in bed or driving, going, <laughs> you motherfucker, you know, you misogynistic, you know, yeah, yeah. you're calling you guys all are the we? names. Are we? Um, because they're saying, how, you know, what's wrong with that? You know, how are we taking away your manhood because mm. I make more money than you? Yeah. You know, that's your problem. Like, you, that's a problem with yourself. Exactly. Um, me personally, I do think that there is a conversation that needs to be had. Yes. Um, and I think a lot has to do with at what point did you guys get together when the money started happening? That, yeah. that plays a factor, too. Um, but I think if you if I well, you know, if I wasn't married and I met someone and they made just stupid amounts of money, they know where I am. Mm. You'll know early on in the, in the dating how the relationship's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. If they're kind of like you do what I tell you to do because I make the money, then you kind of know that going in. You yeah, know exactly. Um, but if they're like. And, I, and I've, I've known women who have made a lot of money and they had pro- problems early on dating because they said men get intimidated. Mm-hmm. Once they see my, they see that car I pull up in and yeah. they, they like their Honda Accord. It's all clean and nice. But then they pulled up and then, you know, and, and that ride, they're like, oh, shit, I can't compete with this. Yeah. You know? yeah. But she's like, but it's frustrating to them because like, look, I don't need your money. Mm-hmm. I got money. I need, like you said, I need stability. I need yeah. support. I need all the other Fs yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Um, and Friends? Friends? What's that movie Friends. called? How to Get a Man or something like that where there were relationships and it was a stigma. It was like a Tyler Perry movie. Of course. Oh, oh yeah. Well, Medea finds a man. I saw that. Tyler no, Perry played every yeah, character. To, yes, I know what you're talking about. You know I exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Okay. Where it's got... Turtle from Entourage. No, Taraji P. Henson's in it, and she's like the you know half a million dollar CEO, and it's a cook, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 So it's kind of that situation. Yeah, and and so me personally, like I asked you guys a question, I don't have a problem with it. I I think, but like I said, I think the dynamic at home behind closed doors, when no one's around, that's where the that's where we'll know whether or not quote unquote being a man Mm -hmm. is is in effect. You know what I'm saying? Because the money thing, I mean, that can happen overnight with anybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we had the recession in 2008. I mean, I know people that were balling at that time, and, and their wives were at home, and then all of a sudden, whew, they're done. And, now and she's the, mom, got, yeah. the mom had to go out there and get a job. Yep. And he was at home. Yep. And he didn't like, well, let's get a divorce now because you're making the money now. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, they, they, they found a way to make it work, and then she gets her own business, and, mm-hmm. now he's, and he's working for her now. Yeah. <laughs> crazy switch man you, you know what i'm saying so i think that we we can't hold finances as a value as the value of like agreed of where we are in the relationship that's not anymore like i said that's no. in, that's behind closed doors it's, that's 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 a personal thing yeah I, so i don't think it's the finance though it's the uh it's the mentality it's the finances that's exactly what we're talking about yeah that's but it's the, but it's the menta- i mean like if you you know if i don't know you, you, you were asking me say you want to make more money than she did yeah because i guess that's my mentality i just want to i want to win <laughs> what's the money beat? mindset around yeah. each individual yeah so how do they handle that yeah you know and, and so i i think as we continue to go forward and in, into the world so to speak and you know your your daughter and my son you know I think it's going to be a point where, you know, the, the woman is going to make more money. You know, it's not going to be one of those anomalies going, wow, my wife makes more money. There's going to be a lot of women out there making more money mm-hmm. than their husbands. And we feel like we're less than a man now because we, quote unquote, aren't bringing home the bacon. Yeah. And I think there's other ways of being a man rather than just saying, well, I'm, I'm the one that's bringing home the bacon. And that's exactly. what you said. What does a man look like now? You know, what's the definition of a man of the relationship? Yeah. Speaking of uh, being a man, you know, we talked about you having women coming in as clients and you said more than men. Mm-hmm. And I think as men, the word vulnerability 
is a scary word mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think I can't even spell it. Yeah, no, I can't. I can barely say it after a couple of drinks of this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, how often do you deal with when you have a uh, a male client? Like, how does he deal with when you you know you're you're starting to hit on something? Mm-hmm. Like, does he start getting a little antsy and start sweating? Because, oh yeah, <laughs> because oh no, crap, he's getting in there. Like, oh yeah. Why, why do we have such a hard time being vulnerable as men? I think it comes from our men that are that we grew up with and are around us, mm-hmm. right? One hundred percent. Naturally, like men gravitate towards what they see, and a lot of men either had absent fathers, or they had alternative fathers, or they didn't have a father at all. Whatever it may, be. or for me, I was blessed enough to have my father in my life, so I had a certain stigma, mm-hmm. right, of what I saw a man should be, which he protected and provided. My dad never showed any vulnerability or weakness right same so it's the same kind of thing like i think we're naturally attracted to what we see as men and a lot of men don't see a lot of vulnerable men nowadays Mm -hmm. because that's just not the area we're raised in now you see you know um dwayne wade supporting i'm not even gonna go into that but again it looks differently of how men are trying to define a man and kind of open up and mm-hmm. say, hey, I had this soft side. Even when Kobe passed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw all these men break down. Yeah. And it was just like all the women were looking. Applauding. I need that. Yeah. Right? They're like, thank you. Thank you for yeah. finally opening up. And unfortunately, for men, it takes tragedy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or it takes me, like you mentioned, some of my clients that are men poking at, hey, who's 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 the man in your life? Like, you know, who supports you? Mm-hmm. Who do you get your guidance from? And a lot of them are like, Man, I don't really have anybody yeah. besides my boys and yeah. you know, yeah. we shoot the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like these conversations never happen because again, defining a man, a man just defined as never showing weakness. Yeah. Should we cry more? Oh, agreed. And, and no, in front of people. Not not like because you know, oh, yeah. I'm sure all like I said, all men cry in the dark. And there was even a, a mm-hmm. book about it a long time ago, men cry in the dark. Yep. But should we cry more? Not say purposely, but like you know, there's times where you probably wanted to, but yeah. you say, I can't, I yeah. can't, yeah. you know, don't, don't do it. Yeah. You know, especially in front of significant other, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. My boss always says, whenever I do something that makes him proud, he's like, man, Crable, if my tear glands work, I would, you know, but I, they don't, they haven't worked since I was 12. Like he yeah. just, you know, yeah. he can't cry. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so. yeah. So the question is, should, should we cry more in front of our significant other? I agree. Yeah. Mm. Because it's going to build up. You know, so it might burst out into some. You but know, in what situations, though? It depends, right? So for me, like Jesse, not after sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't yeah. I had a conversation. Yeah. About that. I, I didn't say that I did that. Hold on one second. You understood? That was, you were like, you were like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you agree? You agree? You were like, yeah. Bring the take back. Bring the take back because I didn't. Anyway, this is the part where you insert oh, that yeah, clip. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna find it. And one of my girlfriends. At, share a story one time anyways it, it wouldn't me but a guy i know anyways uh what what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> no crying are we supposed like, to cry in front no, no, of no, right. or, or, or like or oh. like what yeah, like, no, 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 yeah. so appropriate what, what is an appropriate uh situation yeah so i think a lot of men get emotional on them trying as hard as they can mm-hmm. and nothing works out yeah. or yeah. either they care so much that it just comes out yeah right mm-hmm. so if they're busting their ass and Things just aren't going right. I know a lot of men that are like, man, I'm doing everything that I can. And it just things aren't working out. So they might get emotional, but they're trying to be hard at the same time. Yeah. 
but yeah, I think men definitely should show more emotion in front of their significant others because it lets out if people don't even don't think like the cry and the tears and the waterworks, whatever you want to call them, when that happens, I feel like even with my men that are clients, they'll be the hardest dudes around, you know, making good money, doing everything, but that's a breakthrough for them. Yeah. So now they can focus on whatever they need to improve on. If they're holding on to that, then it's going to trickle in yeah. to all other areas, right? Because they're constantly going to be thinking about it. Yeah. Right? I, th- I think men, we looked at crying as showing weakness. Yep. Oh, yeah, and for sure. And I think, I think a lot of times when the women cry, we're looking at them as, oh, mm. you're being weak, not knowing that they're being very strong. Yes. Um, we, we have commended um, um, a Nipsey Hussle's wife mm. uh, when she got in front and had that speech, and everyone said, how is she able to do it? Last couple of weeks ago, Vanessa stood mm. up there and like, how are you able to do it? They know how to manage their emotions. Yes. Remember, see all the guys with the Kobe in the, in the Kobe mm. surf? They all were just bald. Done. They couldn't like, I mean, here's the, probably one of the most polished hosts of all time. Jimmy Kimmel. He got up there and couldn't get words out because we don't know how to deal yeah. with emotion. Yeah. Like, when emotion hits us, we go, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. It's just, well, it's just, it's like Mike Tyson is just like, punching uh, you and you're like jabbing. We just jabbing. We're freaking out. We're like, shit, emotions. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, women, but women go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they keep going. They yeah. go, I'm getting a little emotional. I'm good. Yeah. We're like, emotions. No! Guard, chill. He's gonna put that thing in your melon. <laughs> Just we chill. really need to start doing video right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the visual of you right now. But also, listen, Juan. If this is how you cry, you shouldn't cry. A lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I literally scream out the word emotion. Emotions. <laughs> it's like a ticking time bomb, man. I'm melting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, I think, but like I said, I think that we've always looked at crying. Go, oh, you, you, you know, you being a little, you know what? Mm-hmm. Get up, stop crying. You know, when you were a kid, you know, yeah, if you had yeah. your dad, shut up before, yep. I give, before I give you something to cry about. Yep. Stop crying. Don't cry. You don't cry. Hey, mm-hmm. even, even moms would do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom would do that. Oh, my yeah. mom would do that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think, so then all of a sudden we get in a relationship and then, you know, mm. the, the woman is like, why don't you show emotion? Why don't you cry? You must don't care. It's like, no, I care. I probably care more than you, but mm-hmm. I can't cry about it. Yeah. Or I can't show that I care or more, I, right? Well, I think it's, you can't cry uh-huh. about it. You can't, you know. You, you have to be on their level, so to speak, and yeah. when it comes to emotions. And I just think that women are just better at it than, than we are. You know, they're, they're just they're better at it because. But why? And I, I would I would I would caveat I, with that. Yeah. I would say that. Do we question enough as to why mm-hmm. we act a certain way each and every day? I think what women do well is, you know, they they do affirmations and they journal. And now men are getting into yeah. you know writing things down as well. Why did I think that? You know, why did I do that today? Yeah. I think a way of thinking that I used to subscribe to was, um, and I hate this, it sounds horrible, but uh, the person who cares less is the one who is like the alpha. Yo, I was going to ask that when he, right? asked the the, like, he asked the question earlier about the uh, the leader, and it made me think of like the, there's all the pants. Yeah. Well, uh. there's always someone in a relationship that cares more yeah. and someone that cares less and the one that cares more tries harder yes. and the one that cares what, the, the, power. Well, they, the power. They always say that the, the saying is, um, he said that the one that has the power in a relationship is the one that's willing to walk away first. Yeah, yeah, and that's a very dark way of looking at a relationship. Damn. But hey, but yeah, <laughs> Brent said, "Oh, damn, <laughs> damn, I'm out of this bitch." <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's scary. But 
Back to back to. <laughs> I'm out this bitch, baby. <laughs> you can't add baby. <laughs> we talked about the same trying to bring her back in, aren't you? We're trying to bring her back in. Oh, hey, can talk we talk about it with him, though? No, yeah. sorry. Here, you, you, you go like this. Baby, I'm out this bitch. Yeah. No one says baby and then says, I'm out this bitch. <laughs> that means you're coming back. But exactly. Hey, you mean, I'm back, no, baby. No, you mean you were going down. You were going. I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. <laughs> You say that because you're going to get the pizza. <laughs> baby, I'm out this bitch. Go get the pizza. I thought I'm you were it. coming back. I was just thinking of the trash. <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. That that kind of goes into, <clears throat> I think, the biggest question, is love mm. enough? No. There it is. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, uh, no. another question about love. Can you love more than one person at the same time? Mm. How would you define love? Well, I mean, like you... You love, like, you are in love. Let's say, can you be in love with more than one person at the same time? I'm not using that. You're, uh, yeah. No, what Brian says is the <laughs> ultimate truth, ladies and gentlemen. In your opinion. No, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, love and in love, yeah. you know, because I think wording matters. Yeah, it does. So, in love with somebody, I define that as... That's somebody I need to be with. That's somebody that you is, need to be. I like the way you say. Yeah, you say I want to. Yeah, I need to. Can you need to be in love with more than one person at the mm, same time? No, you don't think so. I, but you can love someone. You can love somebody and be in love with someone else. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot you of people still, I love. I still love, you know, my ex. But yeah. you know, I was about to say, I yeah, still, love still love her. Girlfriend. But am I in love? No. No. I'm not in that anymore. So hmm. got to remove that. Can you fall out? Can mm. you fall out of in love yeah. and jump back in love? Mm. With, oh, with the same person, you mean? Yeah, yeah with yeah, the same person. Yeah. The person that you fell out of yeah. love with, can you get that, as Jesse and I like to say, that nest back and get back in love? Yeah. I'm People are constantly being thrown off the tracks of their lives. So if they fall off the tracks of even realizing why they even got into the love relationship in the first place, because, you know, just say for me, like if someone has been in a long term relationship or been in a long term marriage and they even forget, hey, babe, what, what was our first date? I was like, I don't even remember. I'm like, maybe we should revisit that because yeah. why did you even get into yeah. this? Because if you can remind yourself of those times, you will pinpoint little areas of like, man, I remember when she did that little thing. Yeah. She doesn't do that little thing anymore, right? So yeah. maybe that's why you're like, do I even love her anymore? <laughs> like she doesn't do that little thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you bring back up some past of of why you're even in it. And yeah, you can fall out. But if you remind yourself of why you got in, then you can come back. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Hey, even Jordan came back twice. Yeah. <laughs> he came back. Yeah. Hey, man. You know, sometimes you lose that love and feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You lost that love and feeling. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. That was a good do, song. Do. Man, do, do. damn, I'm turning into you. Got some you, vocals, man. don't you? Dude, he, he got he, some vocals. Sean, Sean, uh, Sean, Sean Juan. He, he called me Sean in, la- in last episode. No, he called me Sean. Ron or something. He called me something else in the last episode. John? You called me Ron. Wow, I think. Sean. You just call him Sean? Sean? John? Probably Diddy. <clears throat> I wish he was Sean, John. This podcast would first, be on a whole other I think level. the first podcast that we did together, was that 27? Uh, you were no. singing all over the place. Singing. I'm always singing. No, but you haven't sang in a while, so I don't know. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like to sing. I feel like you should sing your song. So, are you? You're a life coach, <laughs> mm-hmm. but is it a relationship coach or a life coach? Life coach. So, so then that that that's every facet. So people yeah. come to you about like, man, I'm I'm like, I think I'm in the wrong profession. Yep. Like wrong I, profession. I, wrong relationship. I don't know my purpose. I'm stressed. 
I'm Ooh. tired. Wait, let's go back to the third one. Mm-hmm. The purpose. Yeah. And I, I, or I mean, this can go down to like. Um, it's a big question right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody has some, so you know, I, like somebody maybe just has an eight to five and they work all the time and maybe they work out or whatever, but they they go home and and they watch TV and they're like, man, I don't, I like, there's something missing. I don't know. I'm surely this wasn't it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just put here to just right. go eight to five and, and go home and watch Grey's yeah. Anatomy and go we'll work out. Happy hour every now and yeah. Then, yeah. And then and the weekend. Bar- weekend barbecues. Yeah, man. So what, how do you dive into mm. that? Yeah. There's a difference between the job and a vocation. So their vocation is something that you can remove the financial, you know, I guess that they're getting from it, the financial stability or whatever. And you start to ask them, well, what do you like? It's, it's really, really simple. But people always write, refer back to finances. Well, I need to pay my bills and mm-hmm. I need to take care yeah. of this. And I'm like, well, what do you like to do that you like to do as a kid? And they, again, going back to childhood, oh, man, I want, you know, they might not be blessed with the genetics to play. You know, man, yeah. I want to be a baseball player. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah I can't do that. But, yeah. yeah, but I, I do believe pinpointing what they're good at. So for what I see, anyone can be, you know, an entrepreneur nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that. Yeah. I see an accountant. I'm like, well, why are you still at the firm? Yeah. You've been an accountant for 20 years. Yeah. So what is that that you are attaching yourself with that, that you can come out and do it on your own terms? Yeah. Right. So I always question, like, if you love accounting, I don't, I don't never, you know, remove people from what they do nine to five or eight to five. But I ask them. What do you like about that job on a daily basis that you can maybe pull out and then teach people, yeah. right? So I never say, well, you shouldn't be in an eight to five. It's like, well, you know, if you like finances, you like accounting, you like, you know, consulting, well, sure, you can consult on anything. Yeah. Like that's the, like people that work for consulting firms. I know my brother worked for one. It's like, you can consult on anything. Consulting is such a, uh, it's a such broad, a vague term, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I question them and say, well, what do you like to do on a daily basis that removes the financial piece of it? And then second, if it is at an eight to five, what do you like to do there that gives you joy that you might miss each and every day because you got all the other mess going on? What if they just don't know? What if they're like, I don't know? Mm. The exploration phase is good, man. And they're they're over 40 and they don't know. You know, because mm. now, now you're starting to have people that are in their 40s, they're still searching, you know. Yeah, you oh, know, that's big. Because, you know, you know, past generations, baby boomers, by 40, you were like, I'm going to stay at the job for another 10, 15 years and then call it quits, get my gold watch, and, <laughs> and still haven't, back. And they still haven't found what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Now you have people in their 40s that are quitting their jobs. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to change careers and things like that. But they're like, holy shit, I'm 40-something no. trying to do I mean, this. There's yeah. a famous quote that said... Billy, oh, Billy boy, when are you going to find whatever it is you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Is it a That's famous quote? Uh, well, that was uh, Billy Madison's dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear that almost every day. Nah, man, I can from resonate that. with that fully. Yeah. My dad ex- actually experienced that. Mm-hmm. Worked for a company for 30 years, thought he was getting a good package leaving, Yeah, and left early. They were going to change his job. Mm. And he told me later down the road, it's like, yeah, they pretty much like let me go. Yeah. The package wise, it seemed like a big number at the time, but now nah. and now, you know, love my dad to death, but it just seems like there's something that's taken away, like yeah. missing, right? So again, it comes back to like, well, dang, you know, if you're 40, 50, 
how can you either remove that stimulant? So I tell a lot of people if they're like, well, I don't have time. It's like, okay, well, seems like your financial stability should be in a solid place at this point, unless you're in over your head. Right. Mm-hmm. So how can you remove, say, okay, well, can I only come to the office maybe two days a week or can yeah. I, do I need to come in 40 hours a week? Right. So now you've created more time. You still have a little stability, but there's going to be some pain going through this exploration phase. Right. Of like, maybe I just need to travel and explore. What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And if that means I need to take a break, take a break. But a lot of times it's never coming. Sometimes I can pinpoint it to answer your question. Yeah. And other times I'm like, you, you need to remove the stimulant right now. Yeah. Well, how often does that um, correlate with the relationship? Like oh, you, you finding that purpose for you mm. to be able to, and then, you know, bring that, and then they have their own and you guys have your own thing. How often does, I mean, is that a big piece? That's huge. It's kind of like what you mentioned earlier. Like if you gave the example of, you know, I'm growing, I found my purpose mm-hmm. and your partner's over here like, wait a minute, I haven't found mine yet. You know, yeah. so it creates that friction. So again, if you, it comes back to the whole love situation. If you love them, how can you, since you found yours, start to see in them? So now you're the leader, right? You start mm. to see in them what they're good. Hey, babe, did you think like you're great at this? You know, how can I help you get over here or either put it in their, their, their space, mm-hmm. right? So, hey, I think, you know, you'd be a great, you know. Well, I person. think that goes back to the men thing that we talked. Mm-hmm. I feel like women have always been good about oh, building up the men and saying, yeah. like, <laughs> you're, you're great. Like, you should go for that. You should, Cheerleading. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Cheerleading, yeah. And men have not been good cheerleaders to women to say, hey, what is it that you really love? I know that you're working hard on this, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, you love this or mm-hmm. you have a passion for this. How can I help you get there? Or how? W- tell me when I should push and when I shouldn't or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But I feel like that that's just a thing that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, no, whatever, yeah. whatever you want. Whatever you want to do. And yeah. meanwhile, maybe they're even thinking in their head, like, I wish you would do this, but I can't say it. Uh, you know, yeah. I just, I feel like yeah. something, there's something there that men haven't been doing on the cheerleading phase. And I, and I feel like that doesn't make you weak. I feel like that makes you even more attractive if you can guide like them to level, like get on the level of like, yo, let's like figure this out. Yeah. And, and then on the flip side, you may go too hard on inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And they're looking at it as pushing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you're thinking in your, especially if you come from an athletic background like me, mm-hmm. you know, we had coaches, you know, yell at us, get in our face. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like we're, we're getting fired up. Yeah. They may not come from that world. And so when you're getting excited and going, you need to go up, you need to wake up 30 minutes earlier, an yeah. hour early. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you telling me what to do? Exactly. And that's, and that's all they hear. They yeah. don't hear any, any of the advice you gave them. They're like, yeah. you're, you're pushing me, you're yelling at me, you're, you know, and so you're like, but no, I was trying to get you inspired. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, but that's not how it came out. No. You know, your approach was wrong. So like you said, it's either one way where you're like, yeah, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I'll support that, you. That's the safe route, right? Yeah. The yeah, whatever. Cause it, it's like I, you, you're in the middle. Yeah. You, you're you not step over. You you're step not over saying. Line. You're not saying the the worst thing you could do is you're not ever going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, worst yeah, thing you could do, yeah. and we're not even going to go there. Yeah. The other side, which I think is is under it, but bad, is what you're saying is the the too, too hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. This all comes back to communication, right? I mean, the sales guys in the room can resonate with this. I mean, this comes to a matching and mirroring technique, um, mm-hmm. and neuro linguistic programming, sales, any mm-hmm. of that is. You know, if you are self-aware enough to know who you're talking to, you can match and mirror them. If you're talking to an aggressive, empowered woman, 
Damn, I suck. You've, you, you, you've got to be matching at their voice I tone. I too. You know, if if they're soft or they don't yeah. respond to that, yeah. hopefully you've been in a relationship long enough to know and can All right, realize Brian, that. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. what, we're, what we're saying, hey, Juan, is... Hey, it's time to end this episode. Hey, listen. Yeah, no, people are getting like, man, listen, we're trying to end this episode. No. <laughs> we're talking about this no more. Listen, what Shit. we're saying is you should have gotten to sales. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Juan. Oh. No, Brian, you're yeah, you're you're hitting you're 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 hurting me right now. You hit me, hit me oh, too hard. Man. Here, I didn't mean man. to come on here and do that. Uh, no, 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 no. Hey, <laughs> hey, here, here. Listen, let let's have some fun. I got some crazy questions that um are would you rather have? Okay. That I think can mm. loosen loosen it up to to end this thing. Okay. So I've got one, and this is this one's this one's oh, this one's tough. Would you rather have like just ter- like shit smelling, but just terrible breath, or just the worst smelling armpits? Mm. Now, now you're gonna have to mask either one, but like, which would you rather have? I'm going armpits. I'll go armpits. I'm, yeah, I'm going armpits. <laughs> I, I want to keep talking. Man. Yeah, I'll just layer up on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just keep my arms tight. Yeah, the I broke up with a chick one time because she had horrible breath. Like, Ooh. it's a thing. Ooh, it's, it's a real big thing. It was thing. like literally start of the date. Like yeah. when you should be your oh. freshest. Like yeah. showed up. <laughs> At breakfast, <laughs> yeah, no, just like, and, and then, and then, but the funny thing is, like, a month and a half later, you know, I saw her friends out or whatever, and like, hey, how come everything didn't didn't work out between you and what's her face? And one of her friends goes, it's probably because of stank ass breath. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> well, that's that. Well, that's uh, uh, bad. uh, what's the? <clears throat> yeah, I forgot what it's called. Uh, Not halo- it's, uh, it's halitosis. Halitosis. Yeah. Yeah. Halitosis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Halitosis. Listen, yeah. at that point, you know, just bad. chew gum twenty four seven. I knew a girl that was fire. I mean, fire, fire, yeah. fire, fire. And I finally got a chance to uh, have drinks with her. And her breath was fire. Oh, it, no, it was fire. It wasn't fire. It was like dragon light. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like, puff the magic dragon. I mean, oh. it was I was like, I was like, no, please don't tell me that's oh, my gosh. Like, and it wasn't like, oh, she had garlic. Or something earlier, mm. it was something rougher, harder, stronger. Like, yeah, it came from like within, Man. and I could not. I want to go to a place right now, but we probably shouldn't. I but I let's just say World I War get Two. Over it. And so I'm thinking, you know what? It happened. <laughs> it happened. It ha- you know, it won't happen. You know, it was one of those nights. You know, and then we had a second date. Fire again. I said, oh my goodness. Yep. I can't tell her. What, am I, what, am I well, what have you had the flip side where, I mean, and I feel like it's probably more on, on guys, but have you had a chick that just naturally had like body odor ever? I, I haven't. No, yeah, I've never, I've never I had like, like not, not shower or just, you know, like bad. I mean, just natural funk. Yeah. <laughs> natural funk. I've had a homie. Yeah. I've had a homie that I was like hanging out with him after he was like, yeah, hey. Head over. Uh, I'm in the shower. I'm about to hop in the shower. I'm like, right, cool, whatever. And so he hops out of the shower and smells bad straight out of the uh, shower. I was like, bro, like. I might be in his pores. I yeah, something's like, going what, on. What is going on, man? <laughs> yeah. That's where he needs some of your pharmacy drugs. Wow. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so here's another one. Um, would you rather die a virgin or be a horrible person your whole life? And so let's clarify the horrible person because mm, that could go. It's yeah. not, not, like, yeah. not like someone who like. Uh, uh, Kills anyone, but like, uh, like the, the the Grinch, the the Fry Festival guy, like just will oh, okay, he'll yeah, fuck yeah, anyone yeah. over to get yeah. ahead. Like he's gonna fuck a chick and then just yeah. ditch, like you know what I mean? Just do whatever benefits him, or die um, AC Green. 
And we're talking about intercourse, so, right? Once again, our demographic is now 23 to 28. No okay, one knows who sorry. AC Green and Jerry West are all hanging out together. So. Uh, they die, both play for the Lakers. Die Jesus. <laughs> but you're not making any miracles. You're just dying a virgin. I love how y'all spent like 20 minutes on the last episode on blue chips. Because no one... Have, no, no one knows no, what you're talking about. Well, hopefully they watched it. <laughs> so, but, but, but no, but like, yeah, I mean, sorry. you know, dying a virgin or being a, I, let's just say like That's a easy. horrible, selfish That's person. Easy. I'm going with a horrible, selfish person. Okay. That's, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, damn man. <laughs> Self-fulfilling. I like yep. it. All the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't so, looking back either. Can, <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I, I look back at it, but I ain't looking back. I answered it. And I said, I, I, I was struggling. I, I go, probably a virgin. But I, my heart, which I should probably like check myself, I was like, I'll just be a horrible person. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck yeah. I want. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> but hold on. That's such a broad term, though. Well, I told you. I it, told like you. Horrible it's, it's, versus. It's, 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 it's just a, like a very selfish, like just it, it, like no matter if they mm. hurt a friend or a girl or or rip off, rip but off a bunch of people. How bad. <laughs> okay, so we know your answer. <laughs> so you, we know yours. Can I get over it? Yeah. All right, I'm not going to ask the doctor that. Like, okay. he, you don't have to answer because we need you to keep your clientele. Need you to keep your clientele. Um, all right. So, oh, this this one's really good. So, would you rather be the f- the funniest, hottest person ever, like super successful, but you have a micro penis, and that's not a small penis. That's be Damn, below a like small that. penis, or you are the ugliest, no personality, no like, not a good job, not funny, and you have a normal or like large size penis. Brendan Fraser movie. What was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm going with A, man, because yeah. uh, I know a lot of rich rich guys out there with with little penises, and they're doing just fine. Yeah, and also. Well, I, what that mouth do, baby? <laughs> but, but also, I mean, you know, I, I feel. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was amazing. That was a tequila. Talk. Um, also, I feel like with that amount of money, uh, you could probably oh, yeah. figure something out. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's surgery yeah. out there. You can get some sort of. There's something. You know, is there? Is there mm-hmm. surgery? For that? I mean, I mean in I some way, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. figure it out. You get enough money, I'll get you done. Exactly. <laughs> you will get the job done. I have two more that are that are easy. These are, I I think these are easy. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather have free massages for your life or never have to wait in line again? Oh, I'm going Damn. never wait in line again. Same. I don't never do wait. Lines. Same. I do Same. not yeah. wait. In lines. That was my that well, was my instant. That's the thing. I don't wait in line, so I rather get the free massages because I don't do lines. Period. So but I don't. you would have to wait. Well, lines. L- there's listen. Okay. Wait lines. Okay. You've if never. I line, if I did a line, I'd go. All right. Have you, have you been in traffic? <laughs> have you sat in traffic? That's a line. That's a line. Okay, Dallas traffic nowadays. That's a line. Why? That's a line. You're in a line. I hate how much you're in a line I of cars. Love skipping a long ass line. Like on you Sunday. You did it on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Just a stunt. Just a stunt. <laughs> just a stunt. I didn't even want to go in the place, but I knew I could. I saw the line. I was just like, Hey, Brent. But, hey, watch but this. what if it was like that? But it's like, but it's like that everywhere. And so then people are gonna be like, Who the fuck is that? Like, y'all haven't. 40 yet, so I yeah. think y'all might change your answer. Y'all get over 40 about the massages. Oh, you well, know, I do need a massage. <laughs> you're right, Listen, you're right, you're right. If 50 bucks for a massage, I mean, I don't need one every day. 50 bucks. You know, you're not even getting this massage in Dallas for that. What's your answer on this? What are you doing? Oh, I'm not, I don't need the massages. I'm good. So you're wait, yeah. not waiting in line, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm waiting in line. Yeah, if it's hot yeah. or if it's cold. That's why I haven't I eaten at, uh, what's the uh, place over here? Uh, uh, Lodge. 
I still haven't eaten I haven't there. gone there either. Because I'm not waiting long. that long. I'm not waiting that <laughs> long. Yeah, so then you could always just walk right in and, you know. You see uh, a new business down here? Do you have been in the new barbecue spot? Yeah, it's good. They Is open it? it up just because oh, it's really expensive, right? I'm not really good. I'm not supposed No, it's not It's not that bad. I'm not supposed to. Well, before I wasn't supposed to eat there because they took over the old comedy house, mm. and Amanda is a, a a good friend of mine, and they they took it over. I mean, it all worked out, mm. but they were trying to like kick us out back in the day. So she will never eat there, and it's mm. you know kind of a beef. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the way they went about it was very bad. But I just had to go see like. Who were these motherfuckers that were trying to kick us out? Let yeah, me go let me taste see. their food. It was okay. It's okay. I will it's say just, Pecan uh, Lodge is better. Okay. Pecan Lodge is better. Hey, if there's a line that you're people are willing to wait outside of, you know that place is better than the place you can just walk inside Absolutely. of. Agreed. It's like a barber. You go to the barber and, and like you got five guys waiting on this guy, and then the one guy and the one barber standing there. First chair. You, you know. You, yeah. <laughs> and, and then nobody in the chair. You go. I, I'm open. He's like, yeah. Yeah. no, you know, you know. No, I'm good. You know. I get that. No. Let me yeah. see you cut somebody. Yeah. <laughs> So like you get that Shaquille O'Neal haircut. Did you see that with the hairline? Yeah, the hairline. Oh there. my god! Or, or there's that's the, fi- the, real, the right? fire, the fire chick at the barn, and she's by herself, and you were like, okay, that's the, the fire breath. The yeah. fire. She's got Juan. Juan used to talk to her. Fire <laughs> Juan used to talk to her. That's Juan's old girl. All right, here's the last one. Would you rather have free first class forever, mm. or a hundred percent guaranteed orgasm during sex every time? Now I don't know the clarification yeah, if that they, was on the what, the, the, the your partner has that or yeah. you have that. Yeah. Which Ooh. direction is that going? I'd rather have the partner have that. That's so selfless of you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like if I can give her an orgasm every single time. Oh, yeah, you're good. I, either way, well, either way, on. it if, just if, opens if, up a lot of other th- things. It, it just makes <laughs> life. life always so you're saying orgasm gets you things. But wait a minute, yeah. if, if, I, I if I take the first class. Does she not have the orgasm then? Well, no. Now it's just normal. Do you, does she well, I mean, normally? I mean, I'm good, so I'm taking first class. First, oh. that, that, that other okay. side, take care of, bro. Okay. One okay. stun. Talk to me in 20 years. Hey, you see this ring on his finger? <laughs> I ain't got no money. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Right. Taking like first it. class, it's like that. <laughs> um, what's What's yours? What's your answer? Ah. Uh, First class sounds nice, man. The extra leg room sounds real nice. <laughs> Depends on which way it goes. But the hey. orgasms, right? So it's again. Yo. Well, I, I let's go with uh, they're the ones that that have the orgasm every time because we both we all we all know we I'm all know agreeing. if they're always getting off uh, and get your uh, the home life is on. gonna so, be okay. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying one, you're saying you've had a long ass day and you maybe got like three hours of sleep the night before and. It's like, hey, what's up? And then you're just like not into it, and you haven't even eaten that day. And like, she's like, 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 I, I need it. She's levels. like, I need it I need right it. I need now. It. And you Juan. can't get her all. Bro, let me uh, let me tell you something like this. <laughs> you got Mike Tyson, George Foreman, Ernie Shavers, and um, Juan B. You have Thomas Hitman Hearns. The one mm. thing they always had, they had that right hand. Even when they got old, they got tired. You never want to get in front of that right hand because that right hand was gonna knock them down every time. Bro, I got that right hand. Got that right hand, bro. <laughs> Damn. Jesus Christ. Well, and we all know why we went to Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brian McElderry, thank you so much for joining. You got something to promote? 
the desk get through laughing. Uh, you have a podcast. We didn't even talk about the podcast, man. Uh, this yeah. is your 30 seconds, 45 yeah, seconds to promote yourself and go. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me again. So you can find me on any social platform uh, at Dr. McElderry on Instagram and then all others. Uh, just type in my name. Um, if you're interested in anything that I do, um, just reach out to me. Maybe it'll be in the show notes or something like that. Uh, some awesome programs going on right now. My podcast is Evolve You Podcast. It's a health, business, and personal development podcast to evolve the person into the best version of themselves. So I love you guys that are doing growth on here, have me on here talking about that. And that's kind of my mission. It's just how people can grow and become the best leader, thought leader they can, can be in their own right. I feel like I'm smarter now. Yeah. Oh, me too. We're all growing, right? Yeah. yeah. And Y'all, I, growth. And I hope everyone that's listening are going to. Get away, walk away from this podcast, and be like, you know what? I, I can always I can, learn, make something happen. Even, uh, and that's what we're here for, man. So Leonardo da Vinci, when he was on his, he was passing away, and he said, "I'm still learning." Yeah, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio said, "If you're over 25, I don't want you." Yeah. And Leonardo the Ninja Turtle always say, you know, Tutankhamunga. Man, you're taking me back. Sorry, I ran out of Leonardo's. Um, but hey, be sure to follow us on I'll Have a Double Podcast on Instagram, I'll Have a Double Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere you find your podcast, we are there. And it is time for us to roll out. I'm Marvin. I'm Brent Crable. I'm Jesse Cool. Dr. Brian McElder. Thank you. We'll see you guys and uh, have a great day, everybody. Calabunga. Peace. You.